episode of the Monday Fatho. Today we have the man, the myth, the psychedelic legend of YouTube, uh, Michael Geeky, who's coming on to just fucking bullshit, really. And so I haven't talked to him in a little bit. No comment. Hey, buddy. Well, uh, I just peeled out of bed. I'm half naked and uh, drinking a cup of coffee out of uh, one, one of my tasty, sexy mugs. Awesome. Well, I mean, that's basically how we all roll is just naked I mean, on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm in my boxers. My butt. Perfect. It's easier to itch your balls that way. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's what I have. That's why I'm still looking for a fluffer. That's what fluffer's <laughs> jobs are for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me on. You know, uh, I, I've been friends with you guys for, I mean, real close to since I got into this. So, um, of course, when you asked, I was like, okay, what took you yeah. so long? Let's do it. Dude, you know what? I actually, when when I when I talked to you to see if you wanted to come on the show, I fucking went all the way back to find out when I when I, I was talking to you on Reddit. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was oh, like, it's been a long time. And I didn't even realize how long ago that was. Damn, that's so long that I forgot I ever talked to anyone on Reddit. <laughs> right? I, mean, I try to, you know, I try to block out guys. bad memories. Reddit, Reddit was bad things. I mean, but you're you're one of the first people I brought over to my my server. So I was yep. like, uh, yep. yeah. So I was like, it's off. What was the, It was uh, what was the name of the Reddit at the time? But it got closed down. Like, and then uh, it was Spore World or something like that. Or wait, I what? Don't remember. The Reddit, the Reddit, like the the Reddit channel, we were all like on. Oh, was- okay, okay, that yeah, I don't even fucking know. There, I was on like four of them. That's that's how I found everybody. Because I probably I had tell. the word spore or mush in the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that'd be a fair guess. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it uh, it would get one of them would get closed down, and somebody would invite every all everybody to another one, and it would get closed down, and everybody invite to another one. Yeah. Discord or like Discord channels, right? It's everyone wants to be in the new and exciting Discord. So if you've been on Discord it's just long enough, seeing the same people over and over, just moving from one to the other, it's like okay, yeah. oh cool, my nineteen mods. Oh cool, half of you guys are now modding for this server because it's a little more exciting because it's brand new and everybody's got you know a lot right. energy behind it. And it's exactly what going. it is. Oh yeah, it, it, I love I love helping people. I've been seeing them when I go somewhere else to help other people. See them asking the same question. You just walked them yep. through for an hour, asking the same question. Just uh, like they had, they have nothing better to do than waste people's time. I swear they cut like and paste even, it. even though like, I watched you, know, you Discord on, to Discord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, people do that all the time, and on one level, I get it because it's sort of like making a decision on consensus. Like I'm going to ask 30 people the same question and whatever, you know, majority rule, I'll go with whatever most people say. But on the flip side, if, if somebody goes to you, like not me, but you who, and they say, Oh, I saw you on uh, geeky's podcast. I know you've been growing for 30 years. I'm going to ask you what to do, but then you're just going to factor in as like one little, you know, tiny piece right? of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. I want three votes, not one, bitch. Three. You get. I mean, I feel like you're you're good for at least eight votes. This needs to be like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? How in Congress, right? Like the bigger the state, the more votes oh, yeah. they get. <laughs> it's be we like need that. a a mic a mycology uh, college. What is it? Michael. We do. 
We need an electoral mycology college. For my electoral vote. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, so, man, there's so many videos. I just remember, I mean, I know. So for Farrell, your experience is different because you learned before there was any tech and re, like online resources, you you oh, yeah, learned no, it was from just... a person, the old school way. You tried things. It's not like that anymore. It's let's watch five thousand yeah. videos and eventually cave and and finally give it a go. It was back then. It was just like I mean, you had to fuck around and find out. It's basically and what then, it was. <laughs> and then they would give you they give you like partial fucking information because they didn't really exactly know what they were doing either. Yeah. And then uh, it was just, it really was just experiment. And it's hard to get yeah. it through the, this this newer generation of people that like, it's okay to just literally fuck around. The, but they the, get handed everything. So they need to get handed yeah. this as yeah, well. Yeah, they, they just get answers. They don't, I mean, a, a good example, I remember my first uh, uh, algebra teacher, it was an old Italian guy and everyone hated him, but me and just a handful of people. And I liked the guy because he did not test. His tests were not like solve these equations. His tests were always just derive these proofs. So you had to literally show how whatever, you know, true formula of math you were learning about why it worked. You had to explain it. And he was like, you don't have to memorize shit if you know how to derive everything. I understood algebra at a fundamental level. And from that point on, I just killed math because I learned to think. That's yeah. gone now. Who needs to think? No, it, you just say, hey, Siri, what's yeah, the capital yeah. of Texas? It, it drives me nuts because you talk to people. like, And then it, I think that that also has to do with the whole hobby thing. Because like, people lack creativity now. And yeah. they, didn't, they don't have to do anything. So you ask, like, I ask people all the time that I work with. I work. Uh, I work with a bunch of younger guys, right? Like that are just in their early twenties and just super yeah. awesome to get into medicine. And you ask them, so what do you do for fun? What kind of hobbies you have? I watch Netflix. That's not yeah. a hobby. That's an activity. No hobbies. Um, no hobbies. Yeah. They, they have no hobbies, no other interests in life. It's like, what do you do when you're home? Do you, do you just shut off? I call them an NPC, right? Cause it's like yeah. literally they just go home and power the fuck down and that's it. That's like their life. Maybe yeah. they jack off a few times. You know, like, but, that, but that's do. it. They had they, they don't do anything, nothing. And I'm well, like, no, the new right part of podcast. The Fuck. hobbies <laughs> now, it's yourself. <laughs> so your hobby is yeah. exercising and your diet and your clothes because it's just like this super self obsessed culture we live in. I'm 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 happy me, about people being healthy, but don't do it just so you can take like that Instagram photo of your fucking six pack abs. Like, <laughs> come on, man. That's why Farrell's got Photoshop. You've never seen Farrell's six pack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's like you, the you it's know, like the mushrooms on Instagram, dude. How many times do you is. think those have not been photoshopped? Oh, uh, we were just talking about that. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. You're talking about the blue white one. Uh, the blue white one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, here's the thing. Everybody, we're in an Instagram world, so everybody's using filters. Everybody's filtering yeah. everything. Nothing's real anymore. Exactly, except our voices. No, and then everybody uh, gets sad. Not even bad, dude. I can make you sound like the prettiest woman of the world on Adobe Audition. Oh, I know you can, <laughs> yeah. but we but we haven't. 
Yes. No, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't needed to fake yeah. a female co-host. <laughs> yeah, my uh, uh, my wife was like, "Oh man, you're you're streaming in 1040p. Are you sure you don't want me to powder your face before you go on?" And I was like, "Why? Why? No, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm comfortable with who I am. I, I understand the aging process. I understand that I'm I'm not the, the sexiest nor the ugliest person on earth. And I'm okay with that. And I don't spend any of my time worrying about that shit. Right? That's a good part about being uh, <laughs> just on the radio, you know? Well, yeah, you know, you you don't know how good looking I am. I could be a fucking model or I could be, yeah, a, you, you know, know, an ugly model. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, and these days you can be an ugly model. So either way, right. exactly. You never know what kind of model I am. Those kids. <sighs> nah, my wife's uh, my wife uh, spends a lot of time making herself look real pretty, and uh, and it's it's fine with me. But that's just kind of a cultural thing. Errol, is she is she right there behind you? Up. Are you scared? If you're scared, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's still asleep. Uh, her and we took we went out last night and had a couple of margaritas and uh, we took uh, there's there's a lot of really cool things in San Antonio so there's like this uh, family like place it's like a, it's like a family bar <laughs> okay so it's like you could go and have like good food and there's a huge playground for kids you know like a huge playground they're right there like you just sit like you know in, in the playground basically and uh, like. My daughter just running up and down and going through slides and just having a great time. We're like, yeah, she's going to sleep good tomorrow. This is like the oh, best yeah. idea ever. It was just like a whole bunch of families with a shitload of like like kids under like nine and just, just playing in this the slides and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. It like, sounds like McDonald's with beer, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Just McDonald's with beer. Yeah, they, they get it. They yeah. know the formula. It was a it was a genius. I was like, man, this place is great. I, my kid gets exhausted. I get I get a buzz. It's it's happiness and sunshine right here. Yeah. And uh, the wife's off for the holidays, so uh, we're just she's chilling. She's sleeping in, and the daughter's out hard because she played she played till like midnight last night. So she's out. So it's just just me and the smoker right now, which is fine. Did and my old ass dog. But did you get yeah. the smoker clean yet? The smoker was clean already. I always put it away clean. Oh. Oh, I had good. I had to go wash my damn self. So I, what happened? I was like, I it's, it's got a lot of meat, right? I got eight racks of ribs on there and uh, five chickens. So uh, like uh, spatchcock chickens. I love spatchcock. I actually think I learned that spatchcocking is the way to go, dude. Yeah, That's I learned it from go. that uh, that that one smoke smoke show guy that you, oh, you mentioned cool. in the green room. And, oh yeah, Anderson. The Anderson yeah. Smoke Show. Yeah, that's where I actually learned that. Like the the way he like nice. chops next to the breastbone and like, yanks it out. It was yeah. like I was like sweet. So I'm just all about that because it fits way better on the friggin' smoker and it cooks faster, like a lot faster. Yep. Um, and uh, so I got everything going. Processed the meat last night after everybody crashed. Uh, got the smoker going, but then. I was I got done and I was coming in and I was like I realized I had like rub all the way to my freaking elbows and I was like oh I'll wash my hands and then I washed my hands and I touched my shirt and I was like how the hell did I get rub I, I bathed in it I don't know what happened 
But uh, so I had, to, I had to take a minute to get ready this morning. Other than so, take a marinade, so your rub did what it was supposed to do. It went everywhere. It rubbed yeah. everything. Yeah, I probably have it in my freaking hair, but it's great. It's but, a good uh, moisturizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like a. I like cooking, man. It's a lot of fun. I think that goes real well with the hobby overall. Oh, like, yeah. uh, you see a lot of people that are growing mushrooms that actually like to cook, too. Well, so, not only that, but a lot of people I've had on um, have a background in, you know, working in a kitchen, being a chef or a sous chef or just, you know, somebody in the kitchen anyway. So there, there a, does seem to be a connection. Process. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of them are scientifically minded. They're usually detail oriented. Uh, usually, the successful they're clean. Yeah. If they worked yeah. out a well, decent kitchen, they're 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 pretty sanitary. Yeah, yeah. We've had we've had many a people we had to tell. I, like, I was gonna say I don't want to. I was gonna say out of the fucking like, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop! They stop. don't know what ISO is. Yeah, no, you cannot spawn that open air on your toilet. Oh, speaking of ISO, I got an ISO story for you. So, you know, you always hear people saying uh, about they get nervous when they go buy certain supplies related to, to you know, mushroom cultivation. And uh, they always worry about what to say. So yesterday I was at the Dollar Tree. I bought, I think, 15 bottles, uh, you know, $1 isopropyl alcohol. And uh, the lady goes, why are you buying so much isopropyl alcohol? And I go, uh, to drink it. And she just got this look. She didn't say another word. It was like, oh my God. She didn't say, don't do that. You'll die. Don't do that. You'll get sick. Uh, no, no. Do you need of help? Not. It was just quiet. <laughs> like, oh. Because I said it real serious. Like, oh, I drink it. She, she, oh, she saw you before the news article that she sees the next day. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you see, some of my shopping carts are like so fucking sketchy. And then, uh, it's like, what do you got there? You know, because I, I got butcher supplies because I do a lot of my own processing, my own animals. Mm-hmm. So I've got like rope, twine, a pulley, you know, new meat duct saw blades. Yeah, duct tape, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple of files, a new axe head, like a whole bunch of shit, you know. And it's like, Tarps. I'm like, huh. Shovel, line. Like, oh. Yep. <laughs> so people yeah. are like, so what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, just killing some shit. And then nobody ever fucking makes eye contact with you. Like nobody's nope, not at that anything. point. Do they have a they have yeah. a fucking button? It's like they don't have a button to push. Like they're not gonna push and be like, oh shit, that guy. They don't give a crap. Like yeah, in fact, funny. you probably just give them a story to tell. You know, I, yeah. if somebody honestly asked me, like, if I was buying like fifteen bottles of isopropyl alcohol, I'd be like, I would just stare at them and go, boof it. You know, I just <laughs> fuck it. You know, let them Google it. It'll, it'll make their day. Let them figure it out. Yeah. They won't Google it, though. I mean, I, I, so in the emergency room, it's ironic because all the things, you know, people come in for the dumbest shit, and you're like, why did you think that your slightly sore elbow, you know, was liver cancer? Well, I Googled <laughs> it. WebMD said so. And so you're just like, oh. stop doing that. But then other people... Where they come in and it's like, oh, I got a bad headache. Have you taken anything for your headache? No. Why didn't you? Uh, I don't know. Is- I just wanted, I wanted you to see. I wanted you to check it yeah. out. Or 
it's like so like when you when you would want them to google something so that they would get just the most obvious response of what to do they never google it but when it's something dumb that doesn't <laughs> deserve to be in the er they google oh it. yeah it's always that way. my favorite shit is like i was really sick yesterday okay so what did you come how do you feel today? Oh, I had to work yeah, I had yeah. to work. And so it's like, I why feel did fine you today. I feel better. Right. It's like we yeah. can't retroactively diagnose you. Okay, what was yeah. wrong? Uh, you might have had food poisoning. Uh, let yeah. me consult the crystal ball because you're fine today. Right. You know, uh, oh, they do that, that all the time. Yeah, they'll come in for chest pain they had three days ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, could you rate your pain, sir? Uh, zero to 10. Uh, oh, like a one or a two. Okay, what was it yesterday? Oh, it was an eight. Okay, it resolved on its own. How long did it last? About 13 <laughs> seconds. Wow. Then you, then, okay, you run cool. the, then you run the troponin and find out of it's 15,000. <laughs> you know? uh, like, well, it doesn't hurt anymore. Happened, oh, dude. Yeah. I had the highest troponin I've ever seen in my freaking life from a guy who was like, yeah, I thought I had oh, fuck is troponin. It's, it's a cardiac okay. enzyme. Yeah. So it's a stress enzyme only released by cardiac tissue under like when it's really stressed out or dying. Or it's like it's like the swan song of cardiac tissue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it means something maybe, bad's happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that that that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy was like, I thought I had indigestion for a couple of days, but now today I just can't catch my breath. And we're like, okay, there you go. So we pop a troponin on him, and I, this guy's like, he he's wandering in and out of the ER to go smoke because he just won't sit still, right? But he comes back in, and we're like, hey, maybe your shortness of breath has to do with you smoking, bro. Anyway, nothing helps shortness the, of breath like smoking. <laughs> yeah, and this is a, like a little standalone yard, ER, which is a big yeah, thing okay. in this part of the world. Like, yeah. like walk-in standalone yards. Um, okay. And uh, his troponin comes back at like fifteen thousand five hundred. Like, holy shit! And then there you go. we're like, let's run that again. You know, let's just run it again. It comes back fifteen thousand five hundred eighty-three, and we're like. Uh, and he's like, I'm gonna go smoke. We're like, you're gonna sit right the fuck there and just yep. not do anything. Don't even blink. Just, just stop because you yep. have the highest troponin. You, you've got a. It turns out he had a quad blockage, and the only reason his he still had blood flow to his heart is he had an aneurysm off the side of his freaking uh, uh, wow. left descending. Yeah, his lad had a freaking aneurysm that allowed the blood flow to go around the blockage. And that's the only reason he had any 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 heart oh, wow. work. Well, so that doesn't happen every day. That's no, pretty, that's that's pretty rare. I've never it heard was of a, it, but I, but I believe it it. I believe it. Pretty spectacular. We took him right into the cath lab, and they were like, "Holy shit!" And we're like, "Yeah, that's cool, right?" <laughs> lucky motherfucker, dude. It's <laughs> a lucky Just dude. A, he was an old guy, like you know, he was in his maybe late seventies. Smoked his whole life, drank his whole life. Old kind of like, you know, redneck type. It's like, I mean, he just couldn't kill him. He just developed a new pathway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's why every time I hear somebody go into the nth degree to be healthy, you know, they want to live forever. It's like, you're the guy that's going to get hit by a car tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Karma it's just gonna go. You're trying way too hard, dude. We're we're gonna take care of this. It's one. like that was Doctor Atkins guy that was all big on that shit. Then he died yeah. from an icicle yeah. hitting him in the head in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of this stuff, as long as you avoid accidents, most of like your longevity and whether you're gonna die or develop anything, it's all, all genetics. genetics. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be the healthiest person in the world and you see it all the time. Um, like, like there's that, uh, big time Fisher guy. Like I watched him on that black tip, I think is his name, um, okay. on uh, YouTube. And he just got uh, colorectal cancer that went the metastasized, and like the guy's like a big time like you know out like outdoor fitness freak and stuff like that. And it's like, well, it runs in his family, and so you've got like you get these you get these like Instagram type super fitness people, and then you they die of thyroid cancer because it runs in their family. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, you've got to you've got to. It's more important, I believe. For you to live a reasonably healthy lifestyle, nothing to crazy excess, right? Like, you know, you can't just recreationally use methamphetamines and expect to live forever. But like, you can like, you can live, you know, drink every once in a while, not to excess, you know, freaking smoke cigar on the freaking weekends. So no uh, fun. But, Don't have any fun, is what you're saying. But like, no, you know, he's saying haves have just uh. A controlled amount of fun. A controlled amount of fun, but it's. I think it's very important to get one of those uh, genetic profiles to see what you are susceptible oh, yeah. to, like because you yeah. can get a genetic over-the-counter genetic test right now that'll tell you, like, hey, uh, you have all the markers for breast cancer, like, you yeah. know, you're well, you are very susceptible to it. You can go so, to one of those genetic testing places, pay about a grand, and you can get tested for all the proto-oncogenes that they know about, which are basically genes that link you, predispose you to certain cancers. Yeah. This is this is what uh, Angelina Jolie did and why she made the decision to chop her boobs off before she got breast cancer because she understood and she was being given good information like, okay, so your mom and your grandmother like died before the age of 60 from breast cancer. You're going to fucking get breast cancer. They ran the test, and so they now have these tests where it can say, so, okay, you are you have this proto-oncogene for breast cancer, and you are 100% likely to die by the age of 80. You're 90% likely to die by the age of 70, and they can basically give you the data of saying when you're most yeah. likely to get it by, and then you can make a good decision because, man, one, once it metastasizes, if you got mets in certain places, you're absolutely done for and some oh, of these yeah. cancers you you know you don't have symptoms till you're stage four so yeah. it makes a lot like of sense to a thousand bucks to do that test do that test like yes, you know find all that for. out yeah then you know then you know oh okay if i'm predisposed to colorectal cancer maybe i'm not going to wait till i'm 45 to get my first colonoscopy right that's colonoscopies right. for everyone everybody but, uh, all around yeah. yeah, but now so, so going party. off of that, let me tell you this: I uh, watched a video one day, and apparently, this guy that used to work at um, uh, health insurance companies, and then I, I guess he started out in other insurance, but but in health insurance was what he was primarily talking about. He said, "So all these insurers have just robust data sets, and they've had them for years." And he said, mm -hmm. uh, insurance companies, they've run these algorithms. This is way before computers were running algorithms for them. They were running their own manual algorithms. And so they could look at somebody and say, okay, we know all these things about this person. We can guess when they're going to die within five years. And apparently now that they're using AI and they're using more robust data sets and they're collecting better information on people, they can pinpoint your death to within a few months. <laughs> and they're like 95% accurate. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. 
I'm like, I love it. Tell me mine. Let's do I want to know. Yeah. I just want to know. <laughs> I, I want to strategize my life based on this fucking yeah, well, information. I also give you the goal because like, it's the same thing yeah. with like, to me, I'd look at like Google Maps. Like when Google Maps gives me an arrival time, I'm like, fucking going to beat it. You know? Challenge like, accepted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's every yeah. time I'm like, yeah, I beat it by two minutes. Or yeah, like, it doesn't oh, matter. It's just, man, you just got to win. You just got to win. <laughs> just got to win. <laughs> you're like, you're it's behind. True. You're like, look at, I bet you I can make up some time going to that supermarket. <laughs> Yeah, parking lot. Screw those lights. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy it's times. Did you guys hear that? Um, Black. Oh, what is that major investment company? Black Rock. Oh, Black Rock. Right. Major, major. Black Rock is a, a always associated with many a conspiracy theory. They're just a really powerful investment firm. Um, you know, they're definitely the people in the ivory towers. They're definitely uh, not a compassionate entity. Anyway, they just acquired um, uh, Ancestry.com for like six or se- I think seven billion. So they have oh, all your genetic data. So they that's now own amazing. everybody's yeah, DNA. That's great. And of that's course, they issued a press release that said, oh, no, we're just doing it because they're business model. You know, they made it all about yeah, the, no, the numbers and the, and the profile. That's well, like, like, no, that's not why you're doing it. I know yeah, why you're doing you, that. And that, that precedes, uh, there was a court case a couple of years ago where they were talking about whether or not you own your genetic code once you have submitted it to a company to run it. Right? Yeah. It's right. like, is, and, that, and that, I don't remember actually seeing a resolution on that. Well, I'm sure that before you do that, you're signing your life away. Terms and conditions. Yeah. Remember, terms and conditions. Exactly. Exactly. Now, so, okay, so sure, terms and conditions, but the problem is if they really start being malicious with it, it would not be hard to get a class action lawsuit going. And I could see that going straight to the Supreme Court. And at that point, they make really broader decisions uh, because yeah, but they, I mean, if, if you, you got like, 50 million people pissed off at ancestry.com yeah. i mean their business model's fucked if, if, uh, you, if you got like, 50 uh, million people shit talking your company and uh you know you win your court case but you're gonna lose your business model because now everybody goes well fuck fuck ancestry.com dude i've been saying fuck report, them right? i've been saying that for years because <laughs> i've always yeah. what i've been saying is listen all you're doing, because you get that stuff, and they get like twins, right? And the twins, they both have different fucking shit. So obviously, it's not correct. And but what they do have now is all of your information. So when say some dumbass bumbling president or something needs a kidney, they know where to go, right? So now oh, they basically shit, have a dude. database. Yeah, I never even thought about that. They have a database of wherever they need to go for the VIPs of the world. You know, right. I think so, it's yeah. I think it kind of comes down to more like, you know, like minority report. Like, do you own your DNA if you keep leaving it everywhere? Right. Like, because like, well, you, right. you yeah. should scan. and see for for me, it comes down to what do you mean by own it? Like, do I have the right to what? I don't even know what that means. Decide. Um, well, decide what like other people do with it. Is it is it ethical to clone you if you, you know, left DNA on that dress? Like, can we it, right. you obviously just you are threw it away. So do you want it? Do you need it? Do you still own it? Like five years from now, if somebody finds a freaking fingernail of yours, can they do whatever they want with your DNA? Like clone it, do something like that? Because you, right. you discarded that, you know, piece of you. So, uh, and that's where the court case was going. 
It's like if you submitted it or it was found or something like that, like who actually owns it? Right. And they were trying to tie in uh, like uh, criminal cases to that, too. You know, like if the person left behind DNA, who actually owns it? It's like if you take a dump, is it yours once you flush it down the toilet? Exactly. They could get I think it's not. They've done (laughs) DNA from that. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten yeah. DNA from that. So, I mean, uh, they've solved they they've solved some many a court case doing nothing but going. Okay, so we have DNA. We don't have this guy's DNA, but we can submit it and we can compare it in Ancestry.com and we can find nearest relatives. And then they start yeah, talking to relatives. And they crazy, go, Oh yeah, right? yeah, we got a creepy uncle. His name's Bill. <laughs> you knock on Bill's door. He's got a bunch of fucking dead bodies in this house. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, but like they found that uh, fraternal twin of uh, of a murderer not long ago, doing that ancestry death yeah. stuff. Yep. They just submitted a, uh, they submitted like basically a warrant uh, for the yep. DNA profile. See now on that level, man. I mean, you think about violent crimes, you think about rape cases, and you're what? sitting there going, man, if everybody's DNA was in a database, we could. We could lock up. I mean, man, the number of rapists that get convicted versus the number of rapists there are, I bet it's like one to 30. They they don't convict a lot of them. Uh, it'd be great to lock up races, uh, uh, rapists. It'd be sometimes good to lock up racists, too, depending on how bad See, they are. I told you. What you're not supposed to talk about. How long did we get in there before <laughs> you brought it up? How long 29 minutes. 29, 29 minutes. minutes. We did it. It's, it's, a it's, it's a record. It's, good. it's a record. That's good. That's I good just, I, I spoke <laughs> generally about an, a hypothetical super about bad right. racist. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so there's a lot of sides of the coin to these questions because, you know, there, the for me, this is to get super philosophical. Any of these debates, you have the individual to be concerned about. Like as an individual, what would you want? to do, what freedoms would you want, what protections would you want? And then if you look at things broadly as a a giant community of people, whether you're looking at Americans or you're looking at humanity globally, or you're looking at a certain demographic, then you can go, well, there are things that I could infringe a little bit upon your individual right. And there would be ultimately some benefit for, for people as a whole. So that line, that's a hard line to find, right? Like that's that's how all this shit that started with Bush Jr., where it was like, okay, now we need Homeland Security, and you know, we can basically wiretap anybody on earth and you can't do anything about it all in the name of, you know, protecting our country. How far is too far on one level? I'm like, man, if you can wiretap me or my neighbor and you can prevent a terrorist attack, great. On the flip side, I'm like, but if you're going to find out I'm doing a podcast about growing mushrooms and all of a sudden I get a knock on my door, I'm not okay with that. Right. Yeah. What do you do? It's kind of, that's right. My, my whole thing is any of these debates, any of these ongoing debates, there isn't a right side. This is why they're ongoing debates, right? Like pro-life, pro-choice, uh, homelessness, uh, like, uh, God, why am I drawing a blank? Um, uh, Death penalty, right? Like all these things, there are pluses and minuses to both sides. It, it's hard to, there's no clear cut winner. I'd be a benevolent Slow. dictator. Like yeah. I'd be great. I'd be great at this. Cause I like, you know, I've got a reasonable, <laughs> I've got a reasonably great area of moral compass. I've got this. Like, you yeah. know, we'll just, we'll speed up like the death penalty. They're not going to sit there for 20 years. 
No, so because so, so yeah, that's the problem. Every I remember somebody said one time, "Oh, well, you can't just lock up a murderer because then uh, taxpayers are going to be paying for that. You know, pay for incarceration for the rest of their life. If you got a serial killer at the age of thirty, you're going to pay for him to be in in you know prison for another thirty plus years." <clears throat> and yeah. and I looked up the data one time. The problem is death row inmates on average cost the state they're in like $2.5 million to go through the appeal process because they all appeal, right? So it's actually cheaper to just lock a guy up for the rest of his life on average than it is to put him on death row because you avoid that appeal process. Until Until you're emperor and then heads roll. Yeah, I mean, 100%. (laughs) Some heads need to just roll. Oh, we, oh, we've yeah. caught you uh, molesting boys on five occasions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy just needs to go. That guy needs wood to get chipper, kicked off a cliff. Straight to the wood yeah. chipper. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, There's a special wood chipper for each occasion. Yeah. You know? No, it's yeah. like, it's just, a, we'll just use the same one. Just, we'll just rent it from like Sun Rentals or something. And uh, just, just so that we don't have to have the expense of actually buying. Oh, no, because you want to put on a show sometimes. If this is of like a course. really creepy I mean, pop, it's the you want a really nice playbook. one. No. Right, that blows the shit out of the crowd. And then it's like the fucking insane cow posse and Fago fucking, yeah! And no, dude, I don't want to put on a fucking show. Fans. I just want to have, there's just going to be a quiet-ass lake that is full of catfish. And you just wood chip them into the lake. And then yeah. now you feed those catfish back to the inmates. But I don't know. I like this insane clown posse fago correlation because it definitely brings new meaning to the the phrase fago red pop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I guess you. Sorry, turn, I had like... to. I had to make. I had to make one Michigan oriented joke while I was here. My, it's all good. I, I, I've checked off that box. How? Yeah, I love fago red prison. pop. It's, have you guys ever? I, I I assume Deadpool's had fago red pop. Oh yes, of course. And what's great about Fago Red Pop is, of course, right, if you drink grape soda, you know, it's not called purple soda. It's called grape soda because it tastes like grapes or orange soda because it tastes like oranges. But Fago Red Pop, they were so audacious. They said, we don't need, we don't care what the fuck this tastes like. We're just going to call it a pop. <laughs> it just is tastes it cherries, like red. Is it strawberries? Yeah. We don't know. It's somewhere around there. Let's just call it Fago oh, Red dude, Pop. Yeah. Like, uh, have you tried the, the Monster Ultraviolet? It like it Man, doesn't taste all the like new stuff. Anything. I haven't. It just tastes I haven't like drank, purple. No, I, none of that. It literally stuff. tastes I can't do like it. like the color purple. Like if you were to take, if you were to, like, if you remember your childhood, it's smelling those those smellable purple markers. Yeah, uh, it it tastes like the color purple. Like you can't. It doesn't taste like gray. Just fucking mm-hmm. generic purple. But you taste it now. Does it taste when you say it tastes like the color purple? Do you mean it tastes like the actual? color purple or do you mean it tastes like the movie the color purple i like synesthesia level purple like you get, <laughs> okay okay you 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 drink it and you go like that's 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 purple and, and it's everybody's yeah. reaction because like uh they give them away for free in, in the hospitals here like monsters and shit like that to us because Wait, uh, they give away my. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, to the oh, to, to EMS. Okay. Oh yeah, man, I, yeah. 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 Talking about the in our patient. EMS room. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they bring like like we got monsters and like you know sandwiches and shit like that. Just the Russian like, caviar. Hey. <laughs> no, we don't have yeah. anything like that. But like like they they've gotten better about like uh, healthier stuff. So like I bring I love apples. I eat it. I'll eat How it. is monster considered healthy? 
it's no, like, it's no, not. It's but they don't literally... care. Obviously, they don't care. Yeah. That's for EMS. They just want you to, they want, they, I mean, literally, this is they what these ivory tower people work. They want you to stay awake and they want you to come to their emergency room. Ah, exactly. We're so, we bring if in you so have a choice, money. if there's a ever a time where you get to go, I could go here or here. They want you to go, oh, but this place has got the monster energy drinks. Exactly. And that, that's, that's a lot of the decision making right there. Yeah. They're like, hey, this hospital, that level, it's like, hey, there's a level one over there. There's a level one trauma over there. That level one trauma is out of monsters. Ah, we're going to this one. We're yeah. almost <laughs> the same distance. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Hey, if they can, if they can, they, they can bribe us in there, and they're going to get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars off of it for a two dollar monster energy drink. Oh no, no, no! I, I completely understand how it works, and it's brilliant. But I yes. just, I it's just beyond wait. Me. Yeah, Deadpool's just going, wait, but I've seen all these ads that say patient-centered care. It's just about health care, right? No. Right, yeah, no, right. It's yeah. not. It's that, about no. fucking that money. Money. Money, money, I, money. I know all about the medical shit. I spent a year in a fucking hospital. I'm, believe oh, me, yeah, I know yeah. all the... Yeah, I know those bastards are worth about nothing but fucking money. Fuck Dude, I, I, got a, I got a friend who works uh, at a city, a Hope Hospital, and so it's all cancer, and, and it's all people who didn't hear the what they wanted to hear from the regular hospital and they want more options they you know they're trying to process a terminal illness so they go to a city of hope hospital and uh, they sit down and they present all their little treatment options like no you do have hope there are options we you know we can with this procedure we can give you an extra 5 years with your loved one or with this procedure we can give you an extra 2 and then they you say yes i want that i want to you know spend another two years with my mom. And so then they usher you into the next room and they go, so that's going to be uh, $800,000. Um, right, do you have it? No. <laughs> oh, you don't? Did you get your house paid off? You did? Cool. Remortgage that motherfucker. That, I mean, oh, dude. step it's, one it's, to step two, it's so all about bad. the money. Look yeah. at uh, look at nursing homes, bro. Like, they're so oh. fucked up. Like, it, it, it is designed very meticulously to take everything you own and leave you with nothing to pass on to the next generation. Yeah. You start off oh, going uh, into a yeah. like assisted living, like like or yep. elderly living, yep. where like they, they're like, oh, it's so fun. You've got all these old people to hang out with. And uh, but we're gonna pay all your bills, but that shit's ten thousand dollars a freaking month, all right? Yeah. For a lower end one. And they go, oh well, don't worry about it. You can always sign this power of attorney. We'll take your estate and we'll uh we'll, and we'll make sure you have a place to live for your entire life. Yep. And then you start off doing oh that you know living like you know the, the life and then you break a hip or something. Now you get downgraded to a full on assisted, uh, full on nursing home, and then from there they go okay, well you've you've reached your Medicaid or Medicaid like limit for this month. We're gonna go ahead and just transfer you to like a state home, and so they they downgrade you and downgrade you and downgrade you and downgrade you until you have absolutely nothing left. And not they got all the money. Your freaking money. Yeah, they they auction yep. off your car, they auction off everything in your home, your entire belongings, your four hundred one k, everything. Your family doesn't get a single dime. Your kids will never see anything of it, um, and it's just gone. Like it, generational wealth, it's the biggest grab of generational wealth that's ever happened. Oh, hundred percent nursing homes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we uh, so we just dealt with this. My uh, my wife's father passed away pretty recently, and before that, he was battling Alzheimer's for a handful of years. 
and uh, he had to get upgraded. So he was staying at a place when he was more functional um, and on his own. So he, he was in a place he could afford based on his pension and shit like that. And then, um, and then the Alzheimer's got worse and they needed to upgrade him. And when they did the like Medicare assessment, they were like, well, he's got too much money. So if you can liquidate uh, for, I think it was like 40 grand or something like that of his money, well, then he can get covered. Then he'll be broke enough to get covered by Medicare. And so they had to, my wife had, and her brother had to like consult somebody, figure out how can we just like gift this money or get rid of this money so that he can, he can get this care he needs. And I'm just sitting there going, is this really how it goes? Like, is there not a better way to do this? Nope. It's totally fucked up. There used to be. People used to die in place. Like, you used to just, like, you had, like, a, a sick mom or something like that. You'd have a mother-in-law house out back. Right. But, uh, and, and they would, they would you and you'd take care of them or maybe hire uh, somebody to come in every once in a while and check on them or clean up their house. Or, right. You know, you had a maid that would help out. But people don't do that anymore because dying is gross, and it really is. And so they don't want to see their family member age. You don't pay a nursing home to take care of your family member. You pay them to no. quietly kill them so you don't have to watch. Um, and because no, and because nobody wants to wipe their dad's ass. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. But that that's, we had. That's I got. I got a. I got a little story for you. So I, I've worked in two nursing homes for a period of time. Uh, and uh, the first one I worked in, I was, uh, what do they call it? Nursing supervisor, 83 or 84 bed. We had three units. We had a vented unit that had like 10 patients, long-term patients. And then we had a long-term wing and a short-term wing that was all like, you know, ortho rehab type of stuff, hips, yeah. knees, crap like that. And uh, <clears throat> so and of course, I'm the, I oversee everything. I got to start IVs. I got to administer IV and medication. I got to do, um, at this one, I had to do the narcotic passes. Um, and so a lot of work, way too much work for one person, but they don't care. They, they basically, whatever the mandated yeah. minimum staffing is, is what every nursing home on the planet runs. So I'm working at this place and uh, this guy, you know, there are, I would say most people come to visit their loved one pretty infrequently uh, for longer term care. Uh, I had one guy come oh, in, the The mom was going to be, yeah. yeah, yeah, or holidays. Uh, the, the mom was going to be there for, I want to say they expected her to be there for a couple months. And I, I honestly can't remember what she was in for. But anyway, <clears throat> so this was one of the patients where the son came in every single day. And uh, every single day we weren't doing something right. Every single day, uh, sorry, every single day there was always something that we needed to attend to and, and all that stuff. And if anybody knows who's worked in a nursing home, if you're if you're the patient who has a loved one that comes in every day, you're already going to get basically the best care we can deliver because we can't stand it if we're being constantly told we're not doing good enough with the limited resources that we have. So this, yeah. person, th this woman was already being taken care of pretty well. And, uh, and one day he shows up and mom had soiled herself in the middle of the night. 
and the CNA was making their rounds that day, hadn't gotten to her room. So the son comes in early, discovers the mom's, you know, sitting and sleeping in her own shit and get, he gets just fucking irate. He ends up losing his mind with the administrator. He waits till the administrator shows up. Of course she shows up late and uh, ultimately just takes her out immediately. I'm going to take care of her. I can provide better care. And so he takes her away and we're like, okay, good luck, buddy. And uh, I swear to God, I think it was six days later, the administrator walks over to me, says, guess who I just got off the phone with? (laughs) I don't know who that guy. Oh yeah. What's up? Oh, he was apologizing. She's like, I never heard a grown man grovel like this. He was so apologetic and was so ready to bring his mom back. And when he brought the mom back and uh, he brought cake and balloons and a card and a few (laughs) gift cards and all that. I never, I mean, it was actually really great. He went around to every staff member in that place and thank them from the bottom of his heart saying, I had no idea how hard it is. He's like, I, I could not take care of one person, let alone, you know, you guys are taking care of 84 people. He's like, I, I, you know, hats off to you. I could never do it. You guys deserve five times the, the salary you're getting, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yep, you're, you're like one out of a million people that understand this. Yeah, I, I refuse to do that. Like, I'm not going to get uh, – if I – like, I, I'm going for the, the iceberg type approach. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. If, if once I get old enough to actually need to go to, like, a nursing home or something, that uh, I'm just going to develop, like, a, a fun drug habit. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I, I always wanted to try heroin. You know, like, yeah, it's like, but, what's oh, the exactly. fucking worst that happened? I've heard it's great. You know, it's like <laughs> – it's like – like I'm just I'm not gonna put my family through that. I'm not gonna let no, them no no let no. them steal all every all the freaking money and everything we've worked our lives for. And um I just don't under I don't get why people wanna live to the last freaking breath. They wanna live, they wanna make it everybody wants to make it to a hundred, but they don't realize the last twenty fucking years of that suck. You just like you're stuck in a fucking bed, pissing and shitting yourself. You're in and out of the hospital all the damn time. You've yep. got a million chronic conditions. You can't you go live anywhere. for the. You live for your next follow up appointment. <laughs> yeah, that's the only times. That's the only times you get out. That's literally the yep. only times you get out. Yep. And you you don't. I mean, you you, you watch TV and you you roll around in a wheelchair, and that's fucking if you're lucky. Uh, if you yep. can get out of bed and sit up in a wheelchair, yep. I don't want to do that. I've seen no. that way too many times. I'm yep. perfectly happy. Like, you know, bungee jumping to my fucking death. You know, oh, like, well, bang, don't, don't steal my idea. I'm going to learn. <laughs> that as soon as I get bad, I'm going to be the aging grandpa that wants to learn how to skydive. And then I'm going to get my certification so I can solo skydive. And then I'm going to go out and I'm just not going to pull that cord. Done. And yeah, people yeah. say, no, how could you do that to your loved ones? That's such a horrific way to go. No, oh, it's not. No, no, it's, no not. it's not. That's that's it's an amazing. Funeral and fucking over. And you're leaving yeah, behind. You're leaving yeah, behind from legacy. like 3,500 feet, I, I'll, hit, I'll dig my own grave just by falling into the <laughs> earth. <laughs> All they got to do is just bury, just, yeah, done. If you're really good, you'll wear a wig suit and you'll make it into the grave you've already paid for. Oh, <laughs> now you're at a level spot. I don't know if I could pull off. Oh, yeah. you've got you've got your literally your whole life to learn. 
right? Yes, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Start now. You get it's never too late. Straight into your already paid for plot. Oh my God. <laughs> I That just made me think there is an opportunity for uh, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Somebody needs to be like the motivational speaker, but for like nihilistic, dark ideas. I'm fucking there. I can totally do that. I am the that, darkest sense of humor of anybody that, I know. That, that would like, be great. <laughs> yeah. I the totally new Faces of Death. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember the Faces right. of Death. That was, that was awesome. That was back when you had to, like, find the kid in, in your town whose dad was a drug addict and uh, had, like, a bin of, like, really fucked up videos, you know, and, and then you had to befriend him just so you could go watch these. These days, the kids have it too easy. I mean, yeah. when I was young, you had to you had to break into your uncle's bedroom hoping to find a couple porno magazines. Now it's just there for them all. They don't have to do anything. It was all about that Sears magazine, too. J.C. Penney's, bro. That was J.C. Penney's <laughs> was the best one. Yes, J.C. Penney's, and then you know, I think the generation after me, it was Victoria's Secret catalog. Yep, and then and then now it's now just, it's just straight fucking midget porn on horses. It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> you can you could literally play a game. The game is like invent the most absurd, ridiculous. It definitely doesn't exist porn on earth. And then every one you come That's up with, you could Google it and yeah. find it. Yeah. You can just Google any word in Rule Thirty Four, and yeah. uh, and you're you're gonna find it. It's there. Yeah, somebody has already fucking thought about it. I mean, it's at a point where you're like, "There's so much porn. Is anyone not making their own porn at this point?" There's <laughs> <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gotten really, man. It it's gotten really out there. Really, I remember with two girls, one cup. I was like, "Oh yeah, ah, this is yeah." Over. This Dude, is over the, now. the best thing, not, but not even the video. The best thing about that was when they—that's when they started having those reaction videos. Oh yeah, the best yeah. thing about that the was, the of Kermit course, just showing your friend and watching them throw up. Yes, yeah. I remember the Kermit the Frog one. That was right? great. <laughs> okay, you guys, uh, you guys got way more. I was still married at that point. I don't think I, and I think I was like a newlywed, so wow. I, I, I did not spend as much time watching or. Ah, it's the military. Everybody passed the most fucked up shit around to each other. We had a VCR in our fucking, in the fucking bunks, dude. Oh, speaking of that, do you guys remember, um, my grandmother had one of those big 10 foot satellite dishes that you had, it had to like, had a motor and it had to move for each satellite. Do you guys remember this? I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, she had that. probably cook popcorn in front of because of rain shit. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So she had one of those, but of course she was still pretty broke. She somebody like basically said, I'll put it in t- for you and it'll only be a few bucks because they were hoping you would like subscribe to all these channels, right? Well, I remember me and my cousin, um, we would find the the Cinemax channel or whatever, you know, channel it was late at night if, if we were staying over at her house. And we would be like, This is how desperate you were at my generation and older. You would watch like scrambled. Cinemax, oh, yeah. like softcore porn, hoping that for just a millisecond you could see an actual boob. Well, yeah. could you imagine? Exactly. Like, imagine kids today. Remember, like if we were on Merc or something, we were downloading porn when we were kids, 
and the whole time it took to download a picture, not a video. Oh, even the picture. download time. Yeah, oh, yeah. The download, download time. Can you imagine? Like BBS? Is that what it was called? Were they called BBSs? Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Or DBS. Yeah. I think it was a DBS. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, where you like would just trade a picture. I remember this. Yep. Uh, I forget what teen year I was at for that one. But yeah, I mean, a, you had yeah. to work back in the day. Everything was work. Yeah. You had to I put see, in work if you wanted to see anything. There was an IRC chat where everybody like yeah, pictures internet Merc man Merc was the shit. I used to get all my porn. That's where I started learning about my mushrooms on Merc. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what Merc is, so that's how old I am. I do not. I, I did an internet relay chat. The one that, uh, uh, yeah. actually, yeah, the, actually the icon looks like your icon. It's a oh, geese, it? ghost, <laughs> but it's an M. But oh, hold on! I gotta, I gotta look it up. I gotta look yeah. it up. Let's look if I remember it correctly, is it M E R K or M E R C? M I R C. M I R C. If I remember correctly, I think it's like the coloring is it, for some reason it's popping in my head. It was, a, it was rainbow. Oh like yeah, it's it's the M is blue, and then under yeah. it is I R is red, and then there's a Pac Man, which is yep. yeah in the same vein, Pac Man yeah. versus Ghost. Somebody was saying that somebody needs to go. And reprogram like an old Pac-Man video game so that all the pinky, stinky, or whatever the ghosts are, that they all are rainbow ghosts. And I was like, yes, please, somebody do that. That would be amazing. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Merc. That's uh, I, I somehow missed that one. It is basically it's like a it's like an old an older generation um right. fucking Discord. Except yeah. it, it, you except you would have to go on there. Except you have to know your DOS commands. You would have to go to someone's server, log into their server through Merc. You need to be doing your you know catalog. Then you're opening folders and you're downloading one file at a time. So if you wanted to download, kinda, it was kind of cool to chat though to people on there. It's like I met a lot of cool people. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, a lot, like, a lot of it's a stranger danger for sure. But you know, well. Like I think that there was a period of time there, like when when I was younger, and we had those uh, the, the chat rooms, the old YouTube Yahoo, I believe, where you had to refresh Yahoo. the damn page every time. Yeah, uh, but there was a time there of like some pretty innocent uh, internet time where you didn't really have to worry too much about creepy people. Like uh, I met, I have friends that I met way back when I was like, oh god, when I was. Yeah, teens uh, on those chat rooms that I'm still friends with today. Like uh, nice. that we send like cards and stuff to each other freaking 25 to 30 years later. Um, and it's cool. But nowadays, I don't think you could do that. Like meeting random strangers online is kind of uh, sketchy. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I just don't talk to that many people that I feel super compelled to meet, to be honest. You, you got to be, um, you know, really talking my language before I'd be like, yeah, let's meet up for coffee. Um, I don't Dude, know. As I've gotten crazy. older. I, Some people out here yeah. are like, they'll just join the server. And they'll be like, oh, shit, you're in fucking New York? <laughs> dude, I'm like fucking an hour away from you in Pennsylvania. We oh should hang God, out. Oh, my God, dude. You're yeah. in New York? I'm in Florida. We should hang out. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very picky about who I invite to my house. Oh, my God. Just because I've had people, like, show up before. And, oh, oh Jesus, I got this, like, many, 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 many moons ago. When uh, 
before I had met my wife and I was doing this online dating thing, uh, had a freaking chick show up. And she showed up with like all of her bags. I was like, wow, you're only oh, staying the weekend. Boy. I was like, you're only staying the weekend. That's a lot of stuff. And she's like, giggle. Aha. And I'm like, okay. So like Sunday rolls around. And I'm like, so when do I uh, take you back to uh, the airport or the bus stop or whatever? And she's like, oh, maybe later. And like, I'm like, oh, I got to go to work. She's like, that's okay. I'll just stay here and like clean and stuff. I'm like, I, I really don't want to leave you alone in my house. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. So, so no, no, I was no, like, no, no. I was way too nice. And, I, and uh, so, like, two weeks goes by. And I'm like, all right. Um, at this point, I'm like, uh, you were, like, it's obviously we would be better as friends than, you know, I just didn't, wasn't going to work out. And I'm like, all right, now you need to go home. And she's like. Well, here's the thing. I was kicked out, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, you need to yeah. go find a home. Yeah. So I dropped her ass off at the bus station. And uh, But that's actually happened to me more than once. Oh, and I think that happens like, to a lot of people. Like, I'm really yeah. selective about who knows where the hell I live just because I'm always worried that somebody's going to try to move the fuck in, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, don't tell him you got a spare bedroom in the basement. <laughs> oh, like I have, I have friends like you know, like like Deadpool. You guys that you guys are well. If you're in the freaking area, stop by. I do have a spare bedroom. Chill. We'll freaking have a beer. Great time. Maybe right. shoot some animals. You know. But the, I I trust that you're gonna go the fuck home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, sure, honey. We can meet up for a date. Send me a photo of your living situation first, though. Exactly. Like, I, I just like need to lease, know that you have somewhere to go lease. home to. Yeah. <laughs> Proof of yeah. habitat would be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that brings up uh, an interesting topic. I worked with a woman who uh, I got uh, to know pretty well, me and a few other people, um, hung out from time to time and she ultimately one night confessed that her husband had beat her their entire marriage and um that she uh has wanted to leave him but she, this is i was very young um and the job she had she probably made 11 bucks an hour and so they had a few kids and she basically said like because we were after she says this we're like fucking leave him dude like why do you live with an abusive husband and she's like well i don't have a, a degree i've really you know only worked this stupid job and uh she only worked part-time usually one or two you know partial shifts a week and uh and she was like so every time i think about leaving him i what am i gonna do how am i gonna take care of my kids i can't leave my kids with him he is the breadwinner, but you know, I can't leave my kids with him because if he doesn't have me to beat on he'll probably start beating on my kids. And that was, I mean, I think I was 19 at the time when I, I'm hearing this and I'm just like, Oh, there are a lot of fucking people in really bad situations and they don't know how to get out of them. It's yeah. fucked up, fucked up. So, so what do you do now that you got social media and you got Tinder and match.com and eHarmony and all the shit you get on the internet and you try to find you, you know, a knight in shining armor. So that girl, Farrell, she thought she found her knight in shining armor. She, she packed, she was ready to go. Yeah. You know, or hooker. It wasn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. See, you pay a hooker to go home afterwards. 
That's what, that's, what home, that's what you're paying for is to go home. That's yeah, to go home and not bother you with anything afterwards. Right. You know, like <laughs> I don't care what but, the test yeah. says. Oh, no. Yeah. You're supposed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, bastards. I could not even imagine like the stuff. That's that a fucked up situation, my- man. Some people are just in it's so easy to be like, oh, judgy, and you know, like all the religion. This is why I'm not into religion. Is it it just breeds this like superiority complex and the self-righteousness where it's like, Oh, they're losers and I'm better than them. And it's like, you don't fucking know the shit they went through. You know, it's sad. I mean, that woman should not have showed up at your house with her fucking bags. That's super fucked up, but she was clearly desperate. No, she was crazy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was definitely, she was definitely the kind of person that what that had something going on, maybe a borderline personality disorder or something. Yeah. But she went she went full like clingy within like a couple of hours, like of like actually oh, showing shit. up. Yeah, she went straight into like, "Hey, I'm your new wife," kind of thing. And uh, <sighs> so sad. Some people, yeah, are so messed up. Like, okay, my wife now, like, she showed up to the ranch. She came to the ranch and then just never went home. But at least it wasn't that, <laughs> it wasn't that kind of creepy. Like, you know, it took a long but time she to didn't, time. But did she show up with bags? No, no. She uh, she showed up for, like, a like a weekend stay, and then we had a great time. And uh, then she just, she's like, I can really get into this lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you, you seem pretty awesome. I think, you know, I'd like to see you some more. And then uh, we just kept extending the time, and then it's like feasibly, what? How much like vacation time do you have left at her work? Right. I was just like another two weeks. I was like, ah, take the two weeks. Let's 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 do this. And so we just basically honeymoon for two weeks. And at the end of it, we're like, well, we'll decide. Like, hey, are we gonna give this a hundred percent shot or not? And then she's like, I could totally do this. It's pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, you're pretty cool. Let's give it a shot. But we were already older, you know, uh, so it felt like we were in like our like early 20s and stuff. We already knew what we wanted out of life and how we wanted to live. So it it, it sounds kind of weird, but it worked out spectacularly. And I couldn't That's have great. found, accidentally found a better person. Although she does seem to hold me hostage occasionally. Um, and she is quite violent. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I thought we were calling that stabby. She is stabby. She's well, the whole stabby. the whole stabby thing is that, like, I was like, uh, like you know, I have to travel for work some and then be gone. I was like, I'm gonna teach you self defense, and so uh, we were teaching like, like she was like, well, you know, like I know I carry a knife, and I was like, do you even know how to use it? And you know, so I taught her how to use knives, right? And like, and um, part of that was that I'd give her a marker we put on like shirts and I was like, it's really hard not to, you're going to get cut. If you're going to knife set somebody, you're going to get cut. And this is how easy it is. So we just marked each other up. And ever since then, she's just like randomly, it gives me like fucking PTSD. Cause like randomly she'll just jump out from behind something and be like, shake, 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 you know, just stab me with like, like a spoon or whatever the hell she's got. Right. I'll be like in the shower, it's like 6 a.m. Getting ready for work. And she just like, surprise, motherfucker. Shake, 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 shake. You know? <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, yeah. 
So it's like, I'm, I, so what you're saying is she has like, well, at one time repressed clearly now very open yeah. penis envy, and she's using the the the, the <laughs> knife is really like a phallic metaphor for her. Oh uh, so no, she's, she's just. I don't know what uh, the fuck Geeky just said, but I think it sounds. She's okay. just fully embraced. <laughs> Her, oh, her, she's her she's pra- she's just practicing. <laughs> she's just practicing. Yeah, exactly. She's just fully she's a good student. Aggressive side. Yeah, uh, and it keeps me on my toes, man. It's like, it's like, all right, you just listen. The house is quiet. All right, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go get a drink of water. Let the dog out to go potty for the last time tonight. Come back into bed. The room's too quiet. I don't hear any snoring or breathing. I'm going to try to tiptoe to the bed. Shake, 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 shake. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun, man. It's just like a stupid little, I guess. All right, hold on. Marriage hold on. game. Right. We well, Before, we've already been doing this for an hour now. We have not talked about mushrooms at all. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is did. a mushroom podcast? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Oh. I'm sorry. I hate I oh, I and without the person we just focused bringing... on the fuck around part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely we I did too. We that. talked about how people can't fucking how, how it was really hard back in the day, and everybody's got a bitch ass easy now. We were talking yeah. about first off, we were talking about downloading porn. We were talking about fucking mushrooms. That's true. We've talked about stabbing fetishes. We've talked about uh, how hard it was to get porn as a child. We've talked about our failing and utterly and always corrupt healthcare system. We've talked about cancer protocols. I mean, yeah, we've, I mean, no, we've, we've covered we've done everything but. We have talked about everything but mushrooms. It's true. <laughs> it happens more than you would think. Hey, did you guys see the uh, the dementia trials with psilocybin? Did you watch that? Did you look at that? I, I saw it in the, the news the other day. Um, I have not, but I'm definitely at the point where I believe that there's a 50-50 chance that whatever fucking healthcare problem exists, it can probably be solved through uh, through through psilocybin. Well, yeah. So here's something really, really interesting. So they were taking, you know how like uh, uh, you build up those amyloid plaques, right? And they interrupt the firing of uh, right. the neurons in the brain and it causes like, you know, the dementia right. type. It's like diabetes They're, for your brain. Yeah, well, they found yeah. out that if they give them a subclinical dose of psilocybin, so not not enough to fucking get them high as shit, right? But like, uh, like in between a micro and a macro, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, depending on the size of the person, two hundred fifty to five hundred milligrams, uh, and the sweet spot was like 300, 320. As they were giving them uh, this subclinical dose, it was organizing the firing in the brain, and the people would were were becoming more lucid. Like, uh, I was wow. like, that's fucking sweet. And they did it in a, um, a brain, like a live, uh, brain scan at the same time. So like they, this was a big, reasonably big study that happened back East. And, uh, it was, it happened over like the last like year and a half. And, uh, they were doing, you know, it, it didn't have the biggest pool of people. It was only like 10, 10, uh, people and 10 controls. Right. Uh, but they, you know, the people got the sugar pill, people didn't. But the people that uh, got the psilocybin, it was organizing the firing in the brain enough that they were like the people that had been just drooling on themselves and sitting there were able to talk to their family members, were able to remember faces and names. They were able to like talk again and become functional. They, they you know, became like not 100 percent perfect. Right. But uh, 
like it was really they were like wow i haven't talked to my mom in like you know three or four years she's been like in a vegetative state it was really awesome to say goodbye you know kind of thing right uh where mom comes around and you can have a conversation with her again i was like fuck that's cool like that's really it organized the firing in the brain i was like that is freaking awesome i was like why aren't we fucking with this shit more it makes me want to go out and like dose some freaking vegetative people and see what happens. I, I would say this. I my grandmother was suffering from all that stuff, and I was this close to doing it. I because my grandmother is probably one of the only people that I give a shit about in the world. You know, really. Yeah. You know how you have the like, me be how I am. I don't give a fuck about anything. But I almost did it only because at the end she was never there. She was. I mean, she was obviously there, but. I, I I came this close, and that was only like five six years ago. But even but if with all the information that's out now, I definitely would have done it. Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> I mean, finally, just think where we would have been right now if, if it, you know instead of getting afraid of all the hippies, they they embraced the early research and just kept going. Well, it's because the knows? hippies fucked it up. I think that yeah, the hippies I, fucked it up. Well, I think who's that, that yeah. guy? One guy came out really strong and he was really, instead of going, wow, I'm seeing some really crazy shit. It's going to really scare some people. I'm going to tone it down. I'm going to try to win some wins. He didn't do that. He just went like extreme. I, 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 I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what this guy's name was, but that guy advocated so hard. He just freaked the hell out of everybody. And so all, you know, the Nixon people, they were just like, this is gonna be real bad if we don't, you know. Well, and plus, and plus, once people, once you, re, once the government or big pharma realizes that uh, mushrooms are going to start taking money out of their pockets because yeah. everything is natural and you can do this at home without having yeah. to do all. Well, this, then it's over. It's over. It's over. It's right over. Now. I was, yeah. I was just talking with some people about that. Did you see Johnson Johnson's trying to uh, uh, patent the psilocybin extract, like? Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that shit for fucking damn near ten years. You can yeah, but they're trying mom. to they're they're trying <laughs> to patent the molecule, uh, and it's like, dude, I didn't think you could, I didn't but, think you could patent a natural. Um, well, that's what people that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is why they were sequencing. You know, sequencing the whole human genome was a big deal. I, I don't know the specifics, but. Um, they had to run Sanger sequencing on just little parts. So they had to find all the primers for every part and figure out if they got it all. That's why it took, I don't want to take 10 or 20 years to get this all done. Well, so yeah. now we've sequenced the whole genome. And the whole reason they did it from day one was because if we know the whole genome, now all these labs, if they find their part, if they get their novel primer, if they get in there and they find an important part and they can isolate it and they can play with it, they can then invent shit to fuck with it and patent all that stuff. Yeah, they have a they have now a uh, a cure for very specific types of cancer that is completely patented based on genetics, and yep. uh, it's 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 really a miracle drug. But like, hey, if you if you go and like get the genetic study, like uh, like Michael Geek was talking about, and you turned out to have the susceptible type of cancer, you can go and buy the patented fucking drug that's made. I think AI suggested it originally, um, and it's like a miracle drug. It works great. It's like cancer gone. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, those genetic yeah. things are awesome. I think if you if they're done that way. 
But that's like the people that go in for the full body scans and they spend a thousand of dollars, right? And now all of a sudden you got this little dot. You've got this dot on your lung. You don't know what it is, but then they want to do tests and everything else. So, I mean, well, everything can be abused by the fucking... Dude, yeah, no okay. one, you had that fucking dot already. They don't yeah, care you about that a dot. Already. I know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They you don't care about a dot. dot. But if what they will do, we do this all the time. We'll be like, oh, we saw we saw a growth. So so all they do is they, they, they have thresholds for size. And based on the size, that'll dictate when they want you to have a follow-up CT scan. And, and then, so let's say it's a one centimeter or half a centimeter. You go back 12, uh, six or 12 months later, you get the scan again. If it's grown, now they're going to want to biopsy it. So, I mean, I don't know about manipulating that, but they don't have to do that because we live in a country where everybody's sick and it, there's plenty of people who, who have problems and all they got to do is show up to the doctor. It's like when you go to the the cheap oil change place, right? And, and then they run, they run your, your, they scan your codes and, and they, they got a hundred things for you to get fixed on your car every time right. you just get your fucking oil change. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But like, but like, God, they, the stuff, that kind of shit kills me. It's like, uh, I fight with, I fight with my wife about that. Like, she's like, I don't want to go to the doctor. What if there's something wrong? I was like, yeah, there's something fucking wrong. And it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah. Just knowing about it's not going to make it worse, but ignoring it would make it worse, right? Yeah, like yep. it's going to be I'm wrong. On your wife's team, on one way or the other. <laughs> it's it's going to be fucking wrong one way or the other. Like 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 if somebody suspected that they had like cancer, right? Like, and you're like, I'll just ignore it. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit you can fucking do. Go, you could turn something that could be as easy as, hey, you can go hit the proton knife therapy and let's just knock this bitch out. To uh, now, you've got to do uh, like you know twenty rounds of freaking chemo and some invasive surgery, remove lymph glands and shit. Yeah. So I'm a big one for about preventative freaking medicine. Go to your goddamn checkups, even if they're scary, and get that shit done so that you can catch something early. I lost a really good my my really good friend who was like uh, kind of like a dad surrogate, right? From you know thirty fucking years ago. He, his wife, uh, she started feeling really sick. She refused to go to the doctor. It got to where she would throw up after every fucking meal. Refused to go to a freaking doctor. She's like, well, what if there's something wrong? I was like, there's something freaking wrong. Like, you, you know, but now we need to figure out what it is. It took forever and ever and ever to get her to go to the doctor. She goes to the doctor, finds out she's got stage four freaking uh, stomach cancer with the tumor the size of a freaking cantaloupe and mets in her brain, a heart, lung, kidneys everywhere. And she was dead within like four weeks after going to the doctor. Yeah. It was a completely treatable type of fucking cancer that if she'd went to the doctor the year before when she started having symptoms, like where she was having like stomach upset and couldn't like eat and hold stuff down that they could have just easily resectioned to some part of her stomach and she'd been fine. Like uh, she'd been fine. Like they were like it's complete. It, it it responds 100% to surgery. This it was completely unneeded. She died from this, and uh, it's like you see that a lot with people with uh, brain cancer. Like they've got a tremor in their hand, or they've got, or they they have difficulty seeing out of one eye, and they just fucking ignore it until next thing you yep. know, they've got a geoblastoma the size of a freaking navel orange, and they're having seizures. You know, and it's like God, go get a. Like the worst thing that happens, I tell people, "Oh, well, I don't have insurance." They just don't pay the fucking bill. 
Yeah, just don't pay the bill. Yeah, that's how it works in America. Just don't fucking pay it. What are they going to do? They can't fucking take your house. They can't take your fucking car. Get in New York. They can't. What? They can do judgments and everything else in New York for medical bills. Let them they can do judgments, but they're not going to take your house. They could put a lien against your house. They can put a lien against your house. Put, that doesn't matter. They can't. That's not them taking your house. That's if you it's, sell your house. I know what a lien is. First. I'm just saying. But you guys are yeah. acting like, oh, I don't have to pay anymore. But then, yeah. But then you can never move again. You can never do this. You can never do that. So I, I mean, don't I, plan on selling my house. I, I, Man, I can tell you this right now: the amount of people that. Are, so there's just two kinds of people. There's the kind of people that know that as long as you don't give a fuck about your credit score, you can not pay a lot of bills. And then there are the people <laughs> that care about their credit score or don't know this. I mean, in the ER, as soon as we do the uh, primary assessment, the registration lady is just waiting to come talk to you to collect your, your you know, your yeah. billing information. And she says, you know, do you want to pay the, the copay today or would you like me to send you the bill? And uh, most People in the know who know how to utilize resources and, and kind of know how things work, they go, oh, no, send me the bill. I'm not going to pay that right now. And everybody that doesn't, oh, oh, how much is it? Okay, I'll pay it right now. It's just two kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if there's something seriously wrong with you, like you've got cancer or something, then your next step should be form an LLC and put your freaking significant other in charge of it and then fucking put everything in the LLC, the house, the car, everything else, in the LLC. Take your fucking name off the goddamn LLC and then just say, bill me, bitches. (laughs) Fucking do whatever you want. You want? I own four things and one of them's a pocket watch. You can have it, you know? uh, And more people need to do that. I mean, uh, like... I'm not okay. I'm not advocating for you to go out there and scam, but fuck paying like, and I'm in the medical field, but fuck what we charge. Like, yep. uh, it's ridiculous. Like, it's 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 stupid. With a bag of freaking saline, I could go on right fucking now and go to MedVet International and buy, which is a badass website that I strongly suggest everybody go to. I go to MedVet International and buy a bag of fucking saline for a dollar. And an IV catheter for 25 cents and a thing of tubing, a 10 drop set for 72 fucking cents and have that shipped to my house and give my own damn self an IV when I'm hungover for less than $2. But you go to the freaking hospital and you've got a stomach flu or bug or something. It's 250 bucks for that same setup. Yeah. I was about to ask, there's, I've heard about a book before. I think it was some video where they actually show the prices of the what the hospital pays for something, and then yeah. the price they actually charge for it. Yeah, well, it's like Tylenol over a hundred, yeah, like a hundred and fifty percent rise. No, Tylenol is five hundred bucks, dude. If they give it to you, it's five hundred bucks. Get the fuck out of here! Yep. I think they all need to be shot. Because when when you get administered medicine in the hospital, you're not just paying for the medicine, which will be radically over overpriced. You are paying for the care of being monitored um, to be administered, and then monitoring the effects of that medicine. Right, but the but the whole point also is now these prices <laughs> are so high is because of insurance companies as well. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent so insurance company. I'm, I'm I'm assuming that yeah. because between big pharma and insurance companies. If neither one of those really existed to the point that we let them get to in our lives, yes. we well, would have big normal health care. 
everybody everybody kind of bitches about big pharma, okay? And I understand that everybody hates big pharma because Tylenol is five hundred bucks at the at the hospital, but that's not where that five hundred dollars comes from. Yeah. Most of the big pharma stuff is you need it for the research to find the drugs, all right. And then now when they have an, a, an orphan drug or a drug that only treats a certain thing, they st- it still costs them $250 million to research that fucking drug. They've got to make a return on their investment somehow because they have a fleet of people that they had to pay to do that. I understand that. But when you have a drug like insulin, okay, where you have a absolute massive quantity of people who require it, there's no reason you should be charging a thousand dollars a dose for that well, shit. No, well, I understand, uh, especially I understand that part because. As well, but what I'm asking is, I insulin mean, brewed like company, beer. They don't pay the same price as somebody without insurance. So no, you're they paying, don't. The insurance, you're company, an insurance company, so they can pay less, and then so you would pay if you just the, the hospital administration team is who comes up with the prices, and uh, they are they usually you can shop around for healthcare. I did. Uh, I shopped hard for like the last time my wife needed a, a surgery is that uh, we went around to different places. We're like, give us the cash price. They're like, well, let's see your insurance. Nope. Cash. If I give you the cash right fucking now, how much <laughs> does it cost for the, now? You can do this. You can do this. Anybody can do this. The cash price is drastically fucking different. So to get my wife, the, the surgery my wife needed, uh, if we had used the insurance, it was be it was going to be really close to seventy five thousand dollars, and then we'd have to pay our like copay and everything else. Then there some of the stuff wasn't covered because there was a second doctor involved, and blah blah blah, right? Uh, but I I was like, what's the cash price? The cash price on it was ten thousand dollars cash. That was it. Yep. I was like, and to me, and you know what? Part of the reason the insurance is so expensive, the insurance. So when you go to the doctor, the insurance company takes some of that cash and puts it in a short term, uh, like re- high uh, interest account. So they get money off that interest rate. So they hold that money for nine to ten, sometimes twelve months before they pay the hospital. So the hospitals are constantly running on a twelve. So like if you go to the hospital today, your insurance isn't going to pay that hospital for almost a year. And so the hospital has to run on a deficit all the time. So they overcharge because they know that they're not going to get that money. The, the hospital is not going to get five hundred dollars for the for the Tylenol. They're going to get reimbursed maybe thirty five, forty bucks for the Tylenol, which is still ridiculous. But they charge so much so they have more room to negotiate. Uh, and it's stupid, but it's a self fulfilling fucking prophecy that they built between themselves and their suppliers and big pharma is that they all argue. So if we took, there's no good way to fix the health system. Cause if we take and we go and we go, all right, we're going to nationalize this thing. Then we've run into a problem like what Canada has where it's like, you know, Hey, I think I might have cancer. You, you can't just go and schedule a CT scan because you might be on a six month wait for that. And by the time you've got it, it's been every, it's everywhere in your body, or you died waiting for your first CT scan. Right. So, right. Uh, so we've got that problem. We've got that problem. America's health system, for all of its fucking flaws, if you have something wrong with you, you can go get it fucking fixed, fast, quick, fast, in a freaking hurry. Uh, Mind blowingly fast, and a lot of times is like 
I paid the cash to get my, like, on a, it was a Monday. I paid the cash for my wife to get surgery. Tuesday morning, she had the freaking surgery. Wednesday morning, I signed the paperwork, paid in full. Done. Right? Took her home. So uh, it was, it's it's super easy if you know how to work the system. So if you go to, like, a standalone ER, you ask them for the cash price. How much is this going to happen? They will, they will hand you a piece of paper with cash prices on it. Like, say, hey. I need a quote. I think my arm's broken. I need a quote. Here's what I want. I want an x-ray to confirm. I want some pain meds. And I want a cast. And they're like, well, we're going to need to run blood work. Why? Why do you need to run blood work with a fucking broken arm? You don't need to run that. So, so, we need to you're saying, so they're basically, you're telling me that when people go to the hospital and they're in no state of mind to think for themselves because they're in tons of pain, that the, the hospitals basically railroad them, add shit on they don't need, Simply because they know that people don't know to ask not to have it. That's not why, in my opinion. I'll tell you why it happens. It happens because doctors don't like getting sued. Yeah. And so they, they're they covering their ass every second. There's there's the way they would love to practice medicine, which is a little oh, more yeah. old school. Well, and, that, that, know, that, that I understand completely. That I understand completely. Covering your ass because... We've turned into a sue-happy society. Because we're sue-happy society. Med, yeah. med school is three years of fucking med school and, like, fucking five years of theory and not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously is. It seriously is. Yeah. It's three years of actual fucking medicine, actual freaking, like, A&P, actual pharmacology, all that fun stuff doing some cool rotations, and then the rest of it is all about admin and not getting sued and doing fucking stupid death by PowerPoint and all these stupid-ass other shit. You could condense it down if you could get rid of that bullshit down into four hard, fast years and turn out much higher quality doctors that are willing to take little bitty risks. If you could get rid of the, the litigated society that we live in. Where everybody's like, or or give people happens. the choice, right? Or, or yeah. give them the choice where it's like, okay, Grandpa, you're on Eloquist. You bumped your head into um, the the cabinet door, and you got a little lack on a little laceration on your forehead. And now I'm cool sending you home because you still you don't seem to to you, you know you're you're competent, you're alert and yeah. oriented, you can answer questions, you seem with it. You know who you are, you know who I am, you know where you're at, all this good stuff. So I feel like I could send you home. Um, and based on what you just described, the odds that you have a subdural or a subarachnoid hemorrhage going on uh, or some little aneurysm, probably unlikely. Um, probably had to hit your head a lot harder than that. But we don't do that. We go, well, just in case any of those really scary, life-threatening things are happening, we're you're going to get your head scanned. Work. We're going to check your fucking, you know, cl- Everything. Capacity. You're going to get your head scanned. We're going to get your head scan. Yeah, we're going to monitor you for 10 fucking hours. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to, like, and, oh, and that that's what, stuff. yeah, that, that the litigative society bullshit. It's, what, I, what I'm advocating for is if you have a little bit of medical knowledge, is that you can make your trips to the hospital much more affordable and oh, yeah. get exactly what the fuck you want. The last time I, I had, had a um, I had a bad freaking infection. I had a big spider bite that I got infected. I knew exactly what the fuck I wanted. Right? I like I cannot reach it where it's at 
So I cannot IND it inside the drain. I need you to do that. I want you to stuff it, and I want, I want you know, blah, 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 antibiotics. And uh, they're like, well, if you just know what you're doing. I was like, yeah, I fucking do. I like, trust me, I can totally do this myself. If I can fucking reach Why wouldn't you, you just do I'm that like, on the fucking, on the bus, dude, while you're working? Go, hey, buddy. Because my partner sucked ass and refused to help me, and my wife was terrified of cutting me. And uh, she just yeah. wants to stab. Not so this is this is when you was, first met then. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I was like, uh, you know, it's like it, it was a really fast and easy thing. Like, are you sure that's all you want? I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, here's your bill, and it was cheap. It was like two hundred eighty-five dollars for that insurance because I knew exactly what I wanted, and I got it done. I was like, I'll do my own wound care. I'm good to go because I'm competent on that crap. But like, uh, it might not be for the average Joe. But I do think that they should teach. There should be like in high school, right? Like a medical fucking general medical knowledge class. Oh, well, what if first, what if all our sciences a. were through the lens of, of your own physical health? Yeah. What if okay. I like that. Fucking let's physics, do that. And biology yeah. were all framed primarily through there's only the only biology that every citizen in our country really has to be worried about is their own body's biology. The only chemistry we should really know about is our own body's chemistry, physics, et cetera. You know, so you, you could you could completely reframe all those concepts are taught and actually then have citizens that know better. But they're never going to do that, Farrell, because because then people make better decisions and they make less money. I love that fucking idea. When I'm never going to do that it. shit's happening. I don't give a shit. Yes. When I'm emperor, that's happening. So shall it be decreed. But uh, yeah, cool. like I just I can. I when you're emperor, I want to be the wizard that's always <laughs> in the the fringes. That when when you know uh, some mystical idea needs to occur, I'll just sneak out and I'll just Fuck whisper yeah. in your ear. And then Let's you'll go, and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're now the court magi. Perfect. Go. I like that. <laughs> I, can, I can do magi. So yeah. I have a question. It, if, if there's one magi, what is the plural for multiple magi? Is it just magi? Or is it magis? 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 I don't know. Magis? Magicians? <laughs> <laughs> what's a flock of magi <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what i was thinking what is a flock of magi exactly it's is gotta it be bad that i'm actually googling that up. to see if there is a flock of magi. <laughs> <laughs> what's a group of magi called <laughs> dude it's for some be, reason that just made me think of uh we just went to a restaurant and um uh one of the people i was with asked the waitress she was super young probably 18 they were like, oh, do you guys have shrimp cocktail? And I swear to God, she goes, uh, we don't serve alcohol. <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> it's like, shrimp cocktail. Do you have it? Uh, I swear we're getting uh, dumber as a And at that, that point, she knew she said something stupid. But uh, <laughs> she was like, uh, no, I don't I don't think we have that. It's a block oh, yeah. of magi. A block it's of a- magi. Okay, there we go. Official, it's a flock of magi. <laughs> uh, man, like, uh, like stupid people. I have, I have a very, very expressive face, and it's re- I can't hide when like somebody says something stupid. What, what I can control what I say, 
but my face goes, you're a fucking dumbass, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got me in so much trouble. Because yep. I'm trying to say nice things, but my face just gives them this look like like they crawled out of a toilet or something. And I'm like, I can't control it. It's just that was yeah. the one good thing about about wearing the masks was I could I could like I could Sneer do things smirk. with my bottom part of my face, yes, that I yeah. could walking around sticking your tongue out of people all day long. Yeah. Oh dude. Exactly. Yeah, I like uh, uh, people. Have that's just, why people just, kept looking at me weird because I was wearing a gloves on my fingers. What up? <laughs> I still like we've. Uh, I still occasionally wear my respirator when we get like a upper respiratory or COVID patient, just because I don't want to bring that shit home. But uh, like, I really actually kind of enjoyed the masks because you know how long it's been since I smelled a septic bowel. God. My. Yes, that's that is true. Yeah. You did smell less things. Oh, it was glorious because I, I wore an actual fucking respirator. And I I you're like, wearing a real respirator, was, not a fucking yeah. shitty ass fucking mask. They were making everybody walk around outside. It was so glorious not smelling anything for you, those years. Not having to like, you know, it's like walk in there and this patient's got C. diff and they've shit everywhere. And you're like, I can't smell shit. It's great. But uh, like, oh, in, come like, on, Farrell. Once you smell C. diff, it can never be unsmelled. Oh, Jesus Christ, you could walk into a hospital and go, third floor, second room. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody's got seen it. You could drive down, like, on a, on a cool, like, or a cool, still day, or like one of these hot, humid, like, Texas evenings, and go, there's a dead body in that house. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because the cats were pawing on the door, or you could, no, smell once you smelled, what, well, yeah, once you've smelled actual human cadaver. You could never, you could always smell it a million miles, like really what? far away. I've yeah. seen a lot of dead people. I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You ever had a decayed ass human? Not a decayed ass human, a dead ass okay. person. Yeah, well, there's okay, well. blood, but you could smell human blood like crazy. But see, it's like. You, you guys, uh, you know, I, I, I do not have the, the full EMS experience. Um, it, if they're dead, I do not end up seeing them. So fortunately, I have never smelled a truly, like, you know, fresh brewed, five-day-old dead person. Yeah. And I, I do not want to. I've seen freshly dead and recently dead. Never have I seen dailies dead. You know, I, I don't see I don't really want to. Like, if, if we go, I go, I can smell. I'm like, that dude's dead. Just send the freaking cops in the corner. They can go in there. I ain't going in there. He's dead. He's dead, dead. But, uh, and, uh, and it's like, cause they do a welfare check. Like, I haven't seen grandma in about a week. You're like, did you guys go and check on her? No. Why didn't you guys go and check on her? Uh, well, we're just busy. It's like, great. So you're going to send me over to go find your dead ass grandma. You go over there and like, you can smell like from from the front porch. You're like she did. She's been dead a yep. while, you know. And uh, it's got this sickly, sweet, maggoty, infested fucking smell mixed with like dead poultry and like weak old cat on the side of the road. I guess that'd be like the best way, the bouquet uh, of, of dead. I've people. I've already shut my brain off. I refuse to imagine. 
Thank you. Did I tell you the most, the most like horrible? Um, we had a uh, uh, go check on grandma call, right? And it, grandma was alive, but so I'll, I'll give the, the 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 just let you know that she wasn't dead. So it's like oh one a.m. and the pastor of the church calls and he's like, you know, I prayed on it and uh, I, I just haven't seen this lady. She 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 always makes it to church like she, on Wednesdays and Sundays, and we have we haven't seen her uh, this week. So we're just wanting to know if somebody she's she, she doesn't have any like you know family or anything and she kind of lives alone. Uh, if somebody goes stop by and, and check on her trailer, blah 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 blah. So we're like, uh, we're gonna go smell a dead body. We get outside and it's like no dead body smell. I'm like, okay, well, okay. So we start shining lights in the window and looking on the floor and there's just hundreds and hundreds of cat prints everywhere. Uh. So they're. It took up second because you're like, it's like it's like just cheap ass white linoleum, you know, like with like the little green corners and squares, like the old like 1970s fucking white linoleum, and just like oh shit, that's blood. That the cat's been walking through blood and just fucking walking everywhere, right? With all these cats. So you know, when we make entry, we go in there. We're we're calling around, can't find anything. Uh, this lady had fallen and broken her hip, and then. Everything was up on her counter, so she couldn't reach her phone, couldn't reach anything, and was just kind of crawling around. Her fucking cat started eating her ass. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. So uh, they they had been eating her buttocks, and then she that she just shows you that just proves. Okay, hold on. That just proves my theory. Cats hate us. They only yeah. tolerate us because we feed them. Um, so and look she at the like minute rolled. she died, look at what that cat did. She wasn't right? dead. She wasn't fucking dead. So oh. she uh, she ended up rolling, I guess, on. You could see where she'd like left like smear marks all through the house trying to get away from the cats. And then uh, you could, uh, she rolled over onto her fucking front and they ate her left tit. Like all the way down. Wow, to those are the some, bone. speaking of feral, that is <laughs> some seriously cruel cats right there. She had like 10, 12 fucking cats. She couldn't feed them for a couple of days, so the cats ate her. Uh, they went in there. And, and so we get there. I was like, dude, she did. Like, you know, she's got bite marks on her lips or, or like, you know. And then, like, she blows a bubble, a, a bloody bubble. I was like, oh, fuck. And so we pick her up. She's comatose, but alive. Uh, these cats are just like, we're like, we're like backing out of there with like flashlights. We're just like, are they gonna jump on us? Are they gonna, don't touch me? The cats are like all happy to see us. Like, hey, you know, hey, human. And we're like, just leave the door open so they run out. Just leave them alone. We called animal control. The animal control guy came and threw up. Um, and I was like, can we just lock the door and burn it down with all the cats inside? But uh, the lady ended up living like a week in the ICU and then finally freaking dying uh, just from massive infections. But uh, I was like, and at the same time, okay, that's cats, all right. Now I've seen, we've we've got a many calls where the owner had fallen and gotten hurt or died, and they had a dog, and the dog just laid down next to him and fucking sat there until it starved to death or died too. Um, like woohoo! Yeah, dogs, sorry. dogs, <laughs> dogs, <laughs> are so 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 freaking little. It's a uh, one of the you scariest situations you can be in is to be called to a house that has dogs that has somebody hurt inside. 
So like, you know, lady, you know, old dude breaks an arm, breaks a hip or has a heart attack. And he's got like, you know, a couple of dogs with him. Those dogs are going to, they're like, Hey, dad's hurt or mom's hurt or whatever. I'm going to have to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't want to have to beat the dog. You know, we don't want to call animal control or something. So we always try to get like a family member. Hey, can you come get fucking spot? You know, cause he's going to kick our ass. But, uh, yeah, like one time we get a call they're like, Hey, this guy's, uh, this guy's dead, but we can't, uh, we think he's, you know, might be dead. Uh, so we do a welfare check. We walk in this house, house dead silent. We're like, Hey, you know, nobody's making any noise. Like, Hey, we're here, blah, blah, blah. And my partner's like, Hey, there's dog food dish. I was like, is it a big fucking dish or a small dish? They're like, it's a big it's fucking a five dish. gallon bucket. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a big fucking dish. So we're like already thinking, all right, it's going to be a big dog. Walk around the thing, and uh, the 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 owner uh, had had a heart attack, and he had died, and just like fell out of fell off the sofa and was just laying on the ground. And standing over the top of him is just this massive Roddy, a massive Rottweiler, and we're like, "Good puppy, <laughs> we're here to check on your dad, and he looks dead." And uh, and he was just guarding his dad, like he was just standing over the top of him, pissed the dogs fuck are off. loyal. Dogs, they are we're trying loyal. to, we're trying to take his dad, and uh, ended up having to get animal control. Animal control, like you know, uh, came in there and you know, uh, got the dog and put him in a crate, and then uh, one of the family members came and picked the dog up. We're like, don't you dare hurt that dog. He's a good doggy. He just had to watch his dad die. We're all like. We're not crying for the guy, but we're like, you be nice to the puppy. <laughs> and the yeah. puppy's like, I'm going to rip your face off because my dad's hurt. You know, <laughs> we don't care how yeah, many man, but... control guys die. We just want the puppy to be fine. Guys. And then all you guys that have to enter people's homes and enter that world, man, you have a perspective. I mean, I got a little bit of it when I was uh, a contractor because, you know, you just enter people's homes for a while. But boy, oh boy, uh, yeah, you guys really get to see the the broad. You have a broad picture of how people live when, when they close their front door. And <laughs> dude, until you start out, until you start installing alarm systems in the fucking hood of Buffalo, and you, go, you go down into a basement where these people keep their dogs, and instead of picking up dog shit, they push into the corners so that it ah, there's no like there's no other corners like in the fucking oh, basement. I've been All right? houses like that. Oh, <laughs> I mean. God. Or humans nobody, are so dirty, man. Humans yeah, are nope. so you, you dirty. You know how people really live when yeah. they get talked into buying an alarm system <laughs> the day before and they're going to cancel it and forget to cancel it. You show up and now you have to go through all their shit to run with lines and wires. Freaking get like there's this new generation like gamer kid who's really, really, really dirty, right? They wear like diapers and shit. You know, like, what? so they don't have to get up. Too late yeah. to get up and piss because they can't leave the yeah. computer? Yeah, because they're, like, playing, like, in a Dude, tournament or something. who the fuck does put a jar by the damn computer? No, they'll just shit themselves. <laughs> Wipe with the fucking diaper, throw the diaper in the corner, throw on another fucking diaper. Like, uh, like, and, you know, they get sick, you know, because they've been in their own crap or whatever. And then you have to go and check on him. And you get down there, it's a 350-pound dude in a fucking diaper with, like, a pile of fucking diapers in the corner. And there's, like, $10,000 worth of computer equipment. And he's playing some fucking new video game, you know. Uh, and a lot of these guys, like, that are streamers, like, 
that are just talking while they're streaming, that's what they're like. Like you guys, that you know, that's what they're like. That's why they don't have a camera on themselves because they're like some three hundred and fifty pound fucking dude shitting uh-huh. himself, like and just talking about playing fucking Minecraft. So like, and it's gross, man. There's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of them. Oh, I believe you. I got it's like, I hate I hate to be the gross. one to pull a plug, but I had an yeah. appointment at noon because I figured we'd be done by eleven thirty. But you know, Farrell. Oh, uh, we've had some fucking meat. I did. It was it's all good. Stories. <laughs> well, we try to end this thing. We try to. Uh, we hey, uh, Michael Geeky, plug your shit. Go, go, yeah. quick. Uh, all my shit's plugged in. No, I'm kidding. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, I had to get a dad joke in there. Um, yeah, so if you guys don't know who I am, then this is probably a super weird conversation for you guys. Um, you, you would never know that I love magic mushrooms, and I think that they can help a lot of people out. And I uh, run a podcast to try to help people. What's your podcast about? Fill in the gaps. We, it's really about uh, getting to know the various people in the, the mushroom cultivation community and hearing you know, picking their brains and learning about how uh, they choose to grow mushrooms. And uh, it's cool. It's uh, fun to get to hear different perspectives and maybe pick up a few tricks here and there. Um, I- I'm assuming well, you, know you had most... to come back now, right? Because now we actually have to have a mushroom show. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually talk head. about mushrooms one of yeah. these days. Uh, hey, you guys have yeah, a we'll FAFO medical show. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, I do uh, that. I, the... I um, uh, yeah, I've been doing that now for it's over a year, I think a year and a half, close to two. I think I'm coming up on two years in October. Um, Sweet. But yeah. Nice. So, in like What's your, 30 uh, years, I'll, I'll have channel. grown mushrooms as long as Slightly Feral has. What's your uh, YouTube channel? Uh, what's your website? I don't know. You just, just search Michael Geeky Podcast, M Y C O G E E K Y Podcast. It, it, I'll pull it up. up. I'll put the link. I'll put the link down in the description yeah, for you. Cool. Wait, how long did you say you just? Been, how long did you just say you were growing mushrooms for? Um, I started uh, middle of October, twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, so the same amount of time as Farrell's been growing is what you said. No, <laughs> no, that's what I heard. I was uh, like, wait a second, I didn't think you were growing no. that long. No. Yeah, you know, coming up on two years. So uh, you've been doing and, good, and, though. You've been doing great. And my, I, I look at it like this: the way I am, I am such an intense, very intense person. So it's almost like dog years. So me doing something for one year is probably like somebody doing something for about four years would be my guess. Like a normal, like neurotypical person that doesn't become obsessed and think about it every waking second of the day. Um, yeah. Which is kind of how I roll. So yeah, you know, I think I I know a few things. I just picked everybody's brain. I, I'm very strategic. I was like, okay, I don't know how to do this thing. Um, I uh, I had a drum teacher for a while who said uh, he used to be the drummer for Michael Jackson and Prince and all these people. And somebody asked him at a workshop one time, like, what do you think the secret to all those people's success was? And he said, I think that those people succeeded because they sought out the best information they could find. And so that, that ever since I heard that, that was like 20 years ago. Um, 
I, I just use that as a rule of thumb. Like, okay, I want to do something. I want the best information. I'm going to talk to the people that seem to really know what they're doing. And um, so I think I, and I can learn from other people's mistakes. I am not one of those people that has to, you know, get good, good advice and then completely ignore it. Um, so I start with the good advice. And I, I think that, that definitely helped me figure it. So do you use out. ProMark? ProMark. You know what I'm talking about then? They yeah. said you got a drum. Oh, you're talking about drums. I'm oh, sorry. You went straight to drums. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I have. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Aquarian heads. Um, drumsticks, I'm, I'm less particular about. I happen to use a pair um, that one of my buddies who became a, a, a more successful drummer than me, he, he made a pair of drumsticks, and I, I happen to like those. Dude, the guy that taught um, me, his thing was he was the original drummer for Bon Jovi. <laughs> Whoa. That's that is cool. very cool. Yeah, I guess. Like I mean, the sure. original. The, the, the original garage band drummer from Bon Jovi. Nice. So, Ronnie. Yeah, there you go. I really slow. don't. I don't yeah, play that much anymore. Game. When I was younger, I played more. But yeah. All right, guys. Anyway, cool, well, man. Well, yeah, so we'll, we'll do this again, and we will we'll hire someone to keep us on, on topic, and we'll talk <laughs> about mushrooms. I just got to get my sound thing going again. I got to get my goat. I gotta yeah, goat the, goat, the goat bleed. Topic. Uh, so yeah, uh, guys, it was great talking to y'all. Uh, great to have you on, Michael Geeky, and we'll definitely Thanks, have to talk to you again. Uh, cool. Guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can go ahead and do that through the Fafocult uh, Etsy. We have all sorts of cool stuff on there. It's fffocult.etsy.com. If you'd like to send us some money, we promise to use it for pure debauchery. Hookers and below. Through, Hookers you can do that through the Fafocult uh, Venmo. It's going to be at Fafocult or through Cash App. That's going to be dollar sign uh, Fafocult. Uh, you can go ahead and send us some hate mail or questions or just uh, anything you want. And it's going to be fafocult.gmail.com. And we'll have the links to our Discord, the links to Michael Geeky's podcast, uh, and a bunch of other Michael Geeky stuff down there in uh, the links in the description. And thank you for coming on, guys. It's been a great episode. It's been a lot of fun. I enjoyed Thanks talking coming, to you. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. All right, cool. We'll talk right. soon. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Have a later, great guys. day. Peace. Cool. I'll get this cleaned up and.